People can be very difficult sometimes in everyday life, but what do you do when these people are some of your clients? How do you respond to a customer when they are offended by something you said and it escalates? How should you react in such a situation? That is what we are going to talk about here today at the Pet Portrait Artist podcast. But just before we do that, I need to remind you that if you join my mailing list at pepinadragosart.com, you'll be the first one to hear when I release a new episode. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at addragospepina underscore art if you want to get in touch with me. I also have a Patreon now, so if you want to support me in my podcast, check out the show notes for the link or you can find me over there as the Pet Portrait Artist Podcast. Now, let's discuss how to deal with a difficult client. If you are at the beginning of your career as a pet portrait artist, you may not have met such a client yet, or maybe, if you have a lucky star in the sky, you may never meet them, but those of us who are less fortunate have had to deal with such clients. For a customer to get offended, there are many possibilities. Some of them simply get annoyed when they think you are asking too much money for your art and are keen to tell you that they would never pay the amount you ask. I, as a more advanced artist, don't even take such remarks to heart, but I feel sorry for those who haven't yet been through enough client situations to know how to react and not be affected by such people under no circumstances should you offer them the price they offer and leaving your principles aside. You know best what you are worth and customers come and go, only those who are willing to match your true value remain. But what do you do in such a case? The easiest way is to ignore it. Delete the conversation and move on. If you are willing to still talk to that person and make them understand why you have those prices, make sure to be kind and confident. Usually, the most common case where a conflict can arise is when it comes to the reference photo from which you are going to create a drawing, especially if the pet is deceased and the client can no longer take new photos. This being a very delicate subject, Some clients may get annoyed if they give you older pictures of their pet, but none of them are good enough to create a drawing. People who don't draw don't understand what a reference picture should be like and what we're looking for in one. They think that as long as you have a picture you can use, you should be able to make a drawing from it, but we all know how important it is to have a very good picture when making a pet portrait. I once had a conflict with a client over this delicate subject. He kept giving me very blurry pictures, also taken from far away, and there was really no way I could use them and create a high-quality drawing. I told him, with respect, that it would be a great pleasure to do that drawing for him, but I knew that using those pictures would make my work very hard and I won't be able to enjoy the process of creating that drawing Plus, I would not be able to deliver a drawing to him at the level I would like. I suggested that I could use one of those pictures to create the outline of the drawing and pictures from the internet for the details, but he didn't even want to hear about it, telling me that the pictures from internet aren't his dog and that he wants me to only use that one picture, I could notice that he was already getting frustrated. I really understand that that picture means a lot to the client, but I also have to think very carefully about whether I'm able to give him what he wants, and sometimes it's better to back off early than when it's too late. But how do I make it right? Simple. 
I gave him the names of other pet portrait artists to contact in the hope they can help him. That way, I didn't leave him hanging and I didn't jump at something I knew I couldn't do a good job on. The client was very grateful in the end and even texted me afterwards that one of those artists I referred him to had helped him. A lot of times I agreed to use a reference photo which was bad, regretting it at the end and not enjoying drawing that subject. Since then, I have told myself that I won't put myself through that kind of torture anymore. That's why I want to make sure that when I accept a commission, the reference photo doesn't have to be taken by a professional photographer or have the highest resolution possible, but it has to be at least clear enough that I can see the main details at least. This kind of pictures can be modified in Photoshop a bit, for example to increase the lighting or to use sharpen to make the details more clear. One trick I discovered while trying to hopefully make a very low quality reference photo usable is in Photoshop or any other editing app to change the resolution of the photo to 300 dpi. That way you are going to be able to zoom in much more than in the original resolution. As long as you offer the client more solutions and don't just tell them you can't help them and leave it at that, you'll avoid a conflict. Of course, some customers will understand that the picture is no good and will let it go, but some don't give up so easily. I have had clients who wanted me to draw their pet so bad that they started asking the family if they have any other photos of that pet. Clients can also be very difficult when you send them an update of the drawing and they always want to change something and are never satisfied. In pastels, you are more likely to change a few things here and there, but we all know that if you tweak a color pencil drawing too much, you can damage the paper and ruin the drawing. I understand that it's normal to alter one or two things, but if it all becomes too much, you have to set some limits. It's best to tell the client upfront how many changes you allow and make yourself understood. That way, they know when they're going to reach a limit and you don't have to always stress every time you send them a drawing update thinking about what they want to change this time. I had a client in my area that brought the drawing back to my house for me to change some things twice and this after I changed a lot already every time I was sending him a drawing update but it was a lesson and I've learned when to stop and when to create some boundaries. Surely you too will experience this at some point if you haven't yet and if you know your materials well enough you'll know when you can't make any more changes having to explain to the client that it's not worth the chance to throw all the work out of the window risking ruining that drawing. The most important thing is to be understanding we never know what kind of day that person had or what they are going through. The frustrations from that day can be poured out on all the people that person comes across that day including us so you need to know when to stop the conversation in a kind way being at peace with yourself that at least you tried your best to make something good out of that situation but sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you want and you need to accept that and move on thank you so much for listening to this episode of the pet project artist podcast if you liked this episode and if you think it could be useful for another fellow pet portrait artist please leave a review and give my podcast a follow as well. It will help me a lot. To connect with me, the best option is Instagram. I am at tragosepina underscore art over there. I'm looking forward to hear from you.
If you want to support me and my podcast, I've created a Patreon for it. You can find me there as the Pet Portrait Artist Podcast, but I'll also leave a link in the show notes. Don't forget it. If I can be a successful pet portrait artist, so can you.